Hallelujah. It's good to have you at the chapel this morning. And as you're finding a seat, we're going to jump right on in. It's good to have everybody here. It's almost the end of January. Everybody uh, on New Year's resolution still good? Yeah, you've lost 22 pounds and still going? You're already in the book of uh, Exodus. Are you reading the Bible through? You've been good to your husband and your wife this year so far? Good, good. Let me remind you a little bit while you're sitting down some things is whatever gets your attention, gets your focus. And uh, as a church, as Brooke said, um, uh, what we constantly keep your attention on is loving God. And, and you know, sometimes you go with my mind. What, what was that other one? Strength. Just put it this way. With everything you have, just love God. And then love your neighbor as yourself. You know, uh, we, we keep that in the forefront of our minds because that's the most important thing that we can do in everything. Uh, Jesus said, hangs on those two commandments. So this, this morning, I want you to, again, be reminded of that. And, and let me just encourage you, because as I've taught you before, really, the way that you can be kind to somebody and loving is just put a smile on your face. Now, that's not real spiritual, is it? Oh, Pastor, thank you for that. Now, what, what? No, no. That's where it starts. I can walk through a mall. Sometimes I go to Northeast Mall just to look at people, watch people. And I'll, I'll watch them as they look at me and I smile. Oh, man, they can't keep from smiling back at me. Now, some of them think I have something up my sleeve or something, you know, that I'm trying to sell them or something like that. But at the same time, loving one another takes work on our part, and it's easier right here. That's why we've labeled this and the church has labeled this building, this room, as a sanctuary. Not only to worship God, but to practice what you're going to take with you outside. And when you get to the mall, when you get to the workplace and you're tired, you keep loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. As a church, to put things in our, in our path that we constantly are reminded of that is our missions and how we reach out to all parts of the world and not just you know, just through like our, our local, through Axiom Coffee, where we, you know, sell coffee to the community and we, we provide different ministries there. And what's amazing is you, you realize not only do we call it our coffee shop, but there's a lot of churches that call it their coffee shop because it's a kingdom-owned coffee shop, right? And so when people that are big churches all over the community use our coffee shop, it becomes their coffee shop. They come in and our baristas, isn't that a great word, barista? It's better than a coffee server. Our baristas are supposed to smile, love the people. And if you look on reviews, you know how reviews are. Sometimes they say, I wish the furniture in the back would be in the front. In the front and the back, that's why I don't like it. But more than any other comment, it says, the people are so friendly at Axiom Coffee. So that, that's something we do locally. But we do reach out all over the world to our missionaries 
that we bring in to share what God is doing in their ministry that we're partnering with, not just supporting, but partnering with. One of those, as you know, are, are, that we love very much is, for short, WGO. And Abel Pena and his wife Laura are here this morning, and he is the director, the CEO over World Gospel Outreach. And, and what we're talking about, what we love is everything that they do. But in Tegucigalpa, which is, I'm pr- very proud that I can say that word. Tegucigalpa? Yeah, no. Tegucigalpa in Honduras, that they do amazing things. And I, I would love to share all of them, but that's why he's here. And he'll share in a few minutes. But again, to link you to the story is that we buy our coffee from them, Honduras, to not only help support them, but to sell coffee in our coffee shop and also that you drink this morning. And through that, we're able not only to support them, we support them financially, and we're praying and hoping that you will, again, listen to God, and God will put it on your heart this morning to give an offering. But, but to realize that the kingdom of God is more than just 4101 Golden Triangle in this building. That it is active all through our lives and through the people's lives that we help. So this morning, I want you just to, just to listen and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. as we Listen, if you hear or not, we're still supporting them. Because God has spoke to me as the pastor. But I want to encourage you, as part of our church to support them too, especially today. So let's hear Abel as he comes and shares his heart. Let's give him a hand. Thank you so much. Again, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you this morning. Again, uh, to be with you, Chapel Hill Church. Uh, And I am excited because last year we were here. We got to share a little bit what God was doing in Honduras and Belize And so, again, thank you to Pastors John and Gwen Miller uh, for the invite today. Um, Again, my heart today is just to share with you, to encourage you, uh, and to also get your faith uh, lifted to what God wants to do in your life. But before we do that, I actually want to share a video of what the Lord did within our ministry in 2020 through 2022 through our Care Pay program. And I do want to highlight this. Why am I uh, sharing this with you this morning is because Chapel Hill gave towards this program. And they gave consistently every month. And so I just want to share with you the impact that this church gave is the results of this video. And I'll also be sharing some numbers with you so that the impact is shared with you here this morning. And so we're going to give up uh, that video Well, thank you so much for just watching that. Again, that was in 2022. I just wanted to highlight what we do on the ground because I think that is more of a heartfelt experience and how Chapel Hill was involved in this uh, chapel, chapel, chapel. Where I got Chapel Hill, I don't know. Where, Where in the world I got that? I have it in my notes. Maybe it's another partner church that we work with, probably in South Carolina and Florida that I call Chapel Hill. So, But again, the chapel really partnered with us. And I just, I feel like you as a congregation need to know you were a part of this. I do want to give some numbers for you to show today of exactly 
the impact of what 2022 gave um, this past year, and it's the 2022 Care Pay Program, and we start with 10 USA Serve Teams to Belize. So again, we had 10 USA Serve Teams come into Belize and Honduras uh, this past year. It, you know, this is specifically for Belize. Uh, we uh, s uh, help people with food. We we give food bags out. And through the pandemic, we just kept asking the Lord, how do we reach people? You know, it seemed like everyone kind of uh, stayed in their home or didn't want to go beyond that point. And so what we do is we uh, began to work with our partner churches in country. Uh, so we worked with the pastors there, and we started to put food banks um, you know, um, in Belize. In Belize, there's probably 400,000 people for the entire country. It's an itty-bitty-bitty country. And, and so... Out of that, uh, over 4,920 people uh, received uh, food bags, and uh, we did church partnerships and, you know, very construction focus. And here's for Honduras. Our next slide is going to just show a little bit more. You know, Honduras, I believe, is over uh, 7.4 million people in that country or a little bit more. In, in the city of Tegucigalpa, I'd say like uh, Pastor John, uh, say that five times fast is, I don't know. Um, and so, but in the city, there's probably 1.4 million people. And so this is where we really make an impact. And I would say our, our goal through, you know, through COVID was how do we go directly to the people? How do we reach these people? And like I shared last year with you, uh, we created um, a, I would say a live a pharmacy unit that will travel with our doctors. We would knock on doors, ask them if they have any medical needs for the family. Um, and then after we got done with them on the medical side, the churches would go right behind them and pray for them, pray for their needs, ask if they know Christ, lead people to Christ in that moment. And we just saw God move home, house to house. And it was it, it's been the most remarkable thing that that we that we've done these past uh, two years, and I would say this too, is you know, when COVID happened, it's like I think everyone froze, and we just began to ask the Lord, how do we continue to serve people? Because that's what we're here for in the world—to serve, serve people, show Christ's love. Let's make an impact. Um, and so, with this, uh, out of that door-to-door -door ministry, uh, over a thousand uh, people gave their. Uh, first-time professionals to Christ, over 80, 80, 81 uh, rededications to Christ, 4,500 people served uh, food bags, um, and 912 bags were actually distributed. Um, and also, with the medical outreach, we reached over 16,000 people. And also, an excitement for me was our clean water in these countries. Uh, 150 water filters uh, were actually distributed to support approximately 795 people. Why I share this again to all y'all, chapel, the chapel, chapel, chapel. Y'all gave monthly to us. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of World Gospel Outreach. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. It's because partners like you that we continue to do this right here. It's all about reaching people for Christ and making an impact in their life. And so, again, a huge applause, a huge high five to each to each one of you. Um, just, just very, very, very excited for this. Write it in your chair. You have a note card. And I talked to Pastor John prior to this. 
But we want to invite you. We want to invite the chapel to come serve um, in Honduras and Belize. We have our, our both, both of our bases there. And I want to lead it back to leadership on this. And so uh, I want to channel that back. But here, um, you know, is some ways that you can know a little bit more about our ministry front and back. Uh, we, we have QR codes on there for you. Um, and so bring a team. We would love to have the chapel come and serve. Um, all it is is a seven-day uh, of, 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 of service to God's kingdom. You know, I, I, in, in, in any which way that is, it's all ages. All ages can come and serve. Uh, we have young. Uh, I think we have a group of 65-plus right now of about 15 of them from Chicago that are right now there. Um, and they have come for over 20 years serving. And this is multiple partners that have come uh, year after year because they see the impact of what God is doing as they go. One, I do want to say this, and also uh, for uh, Pastor John and Gwen who have been there in Honduras, uh, it's a great first-time experience. If you've never been on a mission trip before, I even say this for me who I've been all around the world, uh, it's like staying in a three-star hotel, so you're not, you're not roughing it in a tent. Uh, you're, you're not roughing it on the dirt floor. It's actually a really nice facility. And I said, if this was my first time going on a mission trip, sign me up. I, I'd, love, I'd love to go. So our goal is we want to make the experience great for you. Um, and also, uh, you know, if y'all want a different experience beyond that, uh, we have um, our Belize uh, base there, too, who is a totally different experience. It's in the jungles of Belize right on a river, and it is the coolest thing. Uh, my wife and I just got back there. Uh, we just got back Wednesday, and we had a team there from Chicago, probably a group of 10 uh, that were there, and they came and served. And what we do is we work with the local church to come around and see how we can serve serve the church there. Um, pretty much Belize has been reached for Christ, but they don't know that personal relationship. And so what we do as we come around, we help you know build churches with the church. Uh, we do construction work there. Uh, there's a lot of elderly that are there that need help, that do not have help. We build ramps for their homes. Uh, any ways that we can get into their lives and say, one, we love you, Christ loves you, how can we help you? Um, and so, again, WGO wants to invite, invite you all, um, and if you are interested, I ask that you uh, give that back to uh, Pastor John and his leadership here, how they can convey that to you and how you can um, get on a, uh, a trip this year, and uh, we would love to see you in country. And so this is a little bit a part of, of my portion with that. Before I get started, I just want to just say uh, my wife is here this morning, and uh, we celebrated 15 years this past November. And so uh, when we got married, I, I was, uh, 2007 is when we got married. I was, in, uh, I was a single, uh, full-time pastor here, here in the Dallas area at the time. Um, and everyone and their grandmother wanted me to marry their granddaughter. <laughs> and I said, no. Every time after church, I've had this line, shake their hand. Sorry, ma'am, the Lord has not spoken to me about your granddaughter. Anyways, um, the Lord brought my wife, and I would say vice versa, brought each other to each other. 
Um, my wife graduated uh, from Southwest uh, Assemblies of God School uh, in, uh, in 2003 and uh, six. Get, I'm, I'm off on, on, on words today. But um, we met on a mission trip to Spain. And uh, it, it was on a YWAM trip. Uh, I was leading the trip. And so she was a part of the trip, and there was a no dating rule on there. So we locked eyes, but it wasn't until after the trip until I made my move and said, hey, let's, let's talk a little bit more. Um, but we have been around the world reaching people, and we love helping people. That, that's basically it. If you, if you get around me, you're going to help start helping people. Um, Prior to me being involved in the World Gospel Outreach, I was really a part of a, of a homeless ministry here in Dallas, and we would just minister to homeless people. So I felt, God, even though I'm not on the mission field, how can I continue to reach people? And I, and I would say this back to you as a church. If there are outreaches for your church, it's because God wants to use you. And I always say this, too, is it's important that you get outside of your four walls um, and you and you reach people somehow, some way, through love, through kindness, through prayer, whatever it is. Well, you know, God wants to use you specifically, and so I'm going to end there and pray and get in, in, into my message and kind of go from there. But Father, we just thank you, Lord, for today, God. I thank you, Lord, for this is amazing church, Lord. Uh, just I just feel the love in this congregation today. I pray, Lord, that your word will come alive in every heart. God, and that people's lives would be changed. We give you all the glory and praise. Amen. As Pastor John asked me to come speak, last time there was like a missions focus. But for this time, it's January. This is like the beginning of the year. And so the Lord began to stir my heart on just faith. And so that's my, that's my heart in, the, in this message is I want to stir your faith today and really get you in the mode of what have you been asking God for or what do you intend to ask God for or what does 2023 look like for you? You know, uh, and also uh, around the world, most, you know, most churches or, or people, you know, believers, they're fasting and praying in this moment. So there's something happening in the spiritual world right now, God's kingdom, that we're believing God for big things. We're asking God to do something special and I, and I would say, when I say big things, big things could be big things for your heart, big things for your life, big things for your family, or it could be asking God for big things for your future. And so my heart is to, is to convey that to you, but also look at Scripture. And I would say probably the most incredible story of faith and what faith is. Uh, and I would say this to you, uh, you know, as believers I come from a faith background, always believing God for the impossible, always looking it in the eyes of the Lord, not what man thinks, but what God thinks. And truly taking it in that lens and seeing God say, Abel, go do that. Because sometimes it, it, it may look like impossible. It may look like, I don't know how we're going to do this. And I remember many stories of even what has uh been spoken to me by Pastor John from the coffee shop to this building to the land. I mean, there's a faith story to this. There's a faith story that you've been a part of 
And I just want to unveil that to you. Our scripture today is Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. I'll, I'll read this to you. It says, several days later, Jesus returned to Capernaum, and the news of his arrival spread quickly through the town. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there wasn't room for one person, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them, four men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They could, couldn't get to Jesus through the crowd, and so they dug through the clay roof above his head. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to, to the paralyzed man, my son, your sins are forgiven. What did Jesus see in their faith? It was through what they did. The steps of action that they took. Let's look at these four men from Scripture and the steps that they took. First, they carried the paralyzed man in faith. And I want you to take yourself back to that day and time. Carrying a man, there was no wheelchairs. There was no, I mean, it was like, we're going to carry this man for many miles. Second, they dug through the clay roof. Talk about some crazy faith. Man, I mean, if, if you're determined to get to Jesus, if you're determined to say, Father, I need you, this was their faith that they believed that they could get the man to Jesus, something was going to happen. Third, they lowered the sick man on, onto him right down in front of Jesus. They lowered it. And so I, and I, I think about this too. I visually think about if someone brought a man here, digging through the roof, lowering it down as Jesus was preaching and sharing the word of God. It just shows the steps of actions that they took. They took because they knew that if they could get to Jesus, something was going to happen. That's my prayer for you today. In 2023, whatever that need is, whatever you've been asking God for, that you bring your needs to the Father, and you do that in faith. Lord, I bring it to you because I need to. Again, guys, this is stories in the Word of God. This is not made up. These men had faith to believe the Lord can do things. And I want to encourage you. I want to stir your faith this morning. God can and God will do those things he wants to do in your life. Amen? The four men who arrived at the house carrying their paralyzed friend did not know what to expect. There was no plan, no agenda. There was no promise that Jesus would even see them. There was no way to know if there was still a space in the house. But they were determined. They were determined to get to Jesus. They traveled only knowing that Jesus was there. They had hope and faith that Jesus was going to do something for their friend. Number one, putting your faith in action is really where it comes to life. Really where, where God wants to do things. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, we all know this. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In this verse, believing is understood Believing is a huge part of our faith walk. But this verse ties two together, action and results. 
The verse does not say he rewards those who believe. It says he rewards those who seek. Seeking is an action that tells about doing. Doing something. In our story about the four men carrying their friend, the action they took carrying their friend, we don't know the distance, but if you have ever cared for someone who is paralyzed, preparing them for a journey of length requires more time than most understand. I want to share a personal story. I have a, a great cousin of mine uh, who is a, a pastor minister uh, who lives in California. She's paralyzed from her her, her waist down. She cannot walk. Um, she was bar- uh, born that way, uh, but the Lord got a hold of her life as a young girl. She got filled with the Spirit. Her whole family got saved, and she preaches probably more than I've ever seen anyone in her in her circumstance across the United States. She's always going places, but when she comes to Dallas, she comes stays with me. And I have to learn how to take care of her. And probably since I've known, since she's been coming to Dallas, probably since I was, you know, 15 years old, I understand what, a, what it means for someone to be in a wheelchair. It's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to say, hey, get in the car. No, it is, we're going to go put you in your seat in the car, latch onto something, have you get into the car, take that wheelchair, put it into the back of the trunk of the car. Hopefully it fits, not, not for sure. Put the seats down in the car, put this wheelchair in. When we stop for lunch or dinner, take that wheelchair out, take it out, put it right next to her. Hopefully she gets in, hope she doesn't fall, and then we're on our way. That is done day and day and night. So when I think about these men, who took a paralyzed person to Christ, it was not an easy situation. Taking a step of faith by doing something probably does more than our physical eyes can see. Number two, take that first step. I want to encourage you today, just because you don't have the entire thing planned out, it's okay. Take that first step. There have been many, many times in my life where I didn't have the plan, but I knew God did. God had the plan. Um, share some quick personal stories in my life, because one, I want to be relevant and share how God moves in, in my life. In 2009, I wanted to get my master's degree program. And I told my wife, um, it, it's time for me to get my master's. I don't know how, how I'm going to pay for this. God knows. And so I just started to call schools across the United States, uh, and I ended up at Eastern University, which is a Christian school. Uh, I'm out of Pennsylvania, uh, St. David's. They have a master's degree uh, in international development. It's what I do now uh, for World Gospel Outreach. Uh, we do a lot of social enterprise, uh, like international development, uh, microfinancing, all that world, NGO world, nonprofit world. And so as we're talking, She's, uh, her name uh, is Charlene. Uh, Charlene is from Trinidad, amazing accent. So I said, I, I go, Charlene, I could just hear you for an hour just because you have a great accent. And so Charlene just has said, Abel, we have talked for two hours on the phone. Do the application and send it to me. 
She's like, your, your story is amazing. I did it in faith. I sent it to her. I get an email from the dean of, of the, of the, of the uh, department. His name is David. David says, Abel, we're so moved by your story, we want to pay for 80% of your college. Again, did I have the plan how I'm going to pay for it? No, I did not know. And the Lord knows this about me. I have crazy faith. She's like, when Abel says he's going to do something, it's just going to happen. Again, it is not that I'm not logically in this, because I do have a logic, you know, mindset in this. But I know when the Lord puts something in you, it's because he wants you to do it. And so... Uh, I believe out of the out of the out of the thirty thousand dollars for that uh, two year program, I only paid like five thousand, four thousand dollars of that, um, and so and that and that that came from our church at the time because the church believed. And so again, just because you don't have the entire thing planned out, it's okay. Take that first step. January of twenty twenty three, we are here. What is this year going to look like for you? You know, yes, these past two years, we have been in the most craziest thing in the world that you can ever think of. Again, it's time to come out of that. It's time to come out of that mindset, whatever has kind of caved you in. The Lord can do anything. He can do anything. Think about the four guys with their friend. They did not know what was coming if the journey would be worth it, or if anything would happen to their friend. But they tried. I encourage you, try. Try this year. Try whatever that is. And and I take this back again. I want to take this to, if it's prayer. Prayer for a family member. Salvation for a family member. However you, you can apply that to your personal life. We do not have you know, to figure out to A to Z. We just have to take the first step. When the Lord takes us on a journey, we are not on a journey alone. He guides every step of the way. When we're hoping for salvation, healing, restoration in relationships, or freedom from addictions, whatever it is, we have to do something to initiate it. And I, I say this to you, invite, pray, talk, smile, share the scripture of the Lord what he has put on you. We can hope that our family members can get saved, but when the Lord has put it in our heart, we have to do something about it and get to talk to them. You may not feel comfortable praying or praying a prayer of salvation with someone yet, but I do. Invite them to church. Invite them here and let the Lord do something in their life. You know, I share the story of my father. Man, I, I mean, my father passed away in 2016. A friend of mine that I have met in Costa Rica, we are brothers, like brothers. We on a mission trip uh, to Bolivia in, in the year 99, I believe, 1999. We served a whole month there together, uh, and we did not know each other, but we became like like best friends. I remember I invited him over to our, our home, uh, to my parents' house here in the Dallas Fort area. Again, at the time, my father was not saved, okay? 
My mom had been praying for my dad for over 25 years, praying for his salvation, hoping that one day my dad will get saved, hoping that there would be some light or something that would hit him on the head and, and something would awaken in him, in his heart. Well, again, I invited my friend to come over, did not know what would happen. I didn't even, I didn't even think about, hey, he's coming, you know, for three days. Well, my friend, um, he was part of a, of a missions group down in Central America. So, like, they're sharing the gospel like it's, like it's everyday. It's, it's just everyday things that they're doing. They're, you know, they're talking to people, sharing about Christ. And I remember, I believe it was probably mid-90s, 90, 95, 1996. I go to bed at night, and he stays up talking to my father. He corners my father. He's a lawyer, okay? He corners my father, and they start talking in Spanish because my dad's first language is Spanish. And he starts sharing with him Christ. Well, I wake up the next morning. My mom, like, comes and, like, knocks on my door, and you just say, she says, Abel, you don't know what just happened last night. She's like, your father gave his heart to Christ. And, it, and I, I, I was just like, you know, really baffled. Like, I go, what happened? And she's like, your friend talked with him for three hours last night. So long story short, you know, you never know when the Lord is going to do something. But again, it took my mom 20, 25 years of praying. Of, of believing in faith, the unseen. Did we, did we see my dad year after year? No, we did not. But the Lord knew the time and the place, and I, and I believe it's, it's because of prayers that went up that it prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed again. And so I want to encourage you, just because you don't have the entire thing planned out, it's okay. Take the first step. Amen? Number three. Stand strong and steady in your faith. This is the kind of faith that you have to dig through the roof. You come this far, I'm not going to give up. These four guys from our story traveled with their friend who was paralyzed. They were probably discouraged to this house full. No way are they going to get to Jesus. They probably considered going back home and trying again next time Jesus passed through. Someone probably suggested going home, but someone also suggested digging through the roof of this home to reach Jesus. Pretty crazy story. If you really think about it, think about this. There are always two options when you're on the journey with Jesus. The safe and logical option or the unconventional option. Faith in the Lord. I'm not saying that we should choose the unconventional option, but we should always be led by the word of Lord he has given us in our heart. You know, as I was praying for this service this week, something was dropped in my heart, dropped in my spirit, and this is for someone in the room. Don't give up. For, for anyone in this room today, this is a word. Don't give up. Don't give up. Wherever the Lord has you right now, keep going. Don't let the things in your family of oppression, depression, whatever could be there, do not give up. The Lord has you here for a reason. The Lord has you here to do something special. I just want to encourage you this morning, keep going. 
keep going strong for the Lord. You know, in Exodus chapter 17, verse 15, which I love this, it says, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner, Jehovah Nissi. The scripture reminds us that the battle before us has already been won. The Lord has already gone out before us, prepared a way for victory. Our job is to keep walking. Build that banner, Jehovah Nissi. The battle has been won. We as believers have that in us. We have that promise of the Lord that we can raise that banner in spite of anything that could be coming our way. And saying, Father, you have won this battle already for me. Again, stir in your faith this morning. It's all I want to do. January 2023, what are you going to do? What, are you been, what have you been believing God for? Number four, take the risk God is with you. You know, I kind of I look, I kind of stopped a little bit on that word risk because that word risk can mean so many different things. But I say risk in the Lord when I say this, okay? Please do not take that out of context. But really, it's your faith in Christ. I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to take that first step. Going back to our story about the four guys, I want you to, to take a minute and think about carrying a person who is paralyzed upon a roof. Then lowering that person down through the roof through a hole that you help to dig. Doesn't it sound, does it sound easy or safe? It is not. Sometimes what God asks is not safe. Sometimes it's a risk. Sometimes what he nudges us to do is uncomfortable. Going on that roof, putting their friend, is uncomfortable. Sometimes he wants us to do something. And I want to encourage you, maybe it's starting your business this year. Writing a book. Going back to school to get your bachelor's your master's, or your Ph.D. Go serve on an overseas mission trip this year, inviting your friends to church. Offer praying for people. What is the Lord nudging you to do this year in 2023? We have to remember that God is working and God is moving. God may be nudging us to do something little, this little thing, without telling us that he has already prepared that person's heart for that scripture that you are going to pray for him already, pray for them already. The Lord is already doing it. We're just vessels for his kingdom. And he's just saying, you know what? John, I need you to go talk to this person. Just what you said this morning. I like to go smile. That is an act of faith because you never know when someone needs a smile or a handshake, a hug. You never know what the Lord is going to do in that person. So in closing today, just want to just pray with you. Pray with you this morning. Regarding the story of the four men that carried the paralyzed man to Jesus. What's the one thing? What's the one thing, man, on that one thing? You've been asking God for. And are you ready to carry it to Jesus? I ask you again, what's the one thing you've been asking God for? And are you ready to carry it to Jesus' feet? So let's just bow our heads in prayer today. And I just want to agree with you in faith, faith believing today.
because I believe prayer changes things. Prayer moves mountains. And so today, if you're at, have you been asking the Lord for something? I just want you to raise your hand in an act of faith. Say, Abel, you know what? I do have something. I do have something in 2023. Father, I thank you, Lord, for every hand that's been raised. Lord, is it's an act of faith that they're raising these hands and saying, Father, I need you to do something. I'm believing God for this one thing. Father, it could be me starting my business, writing a book, going back to school, going overseas, inviting a friend to church, or a need in my family, a sick loved one, or myself. I need your healing touch. If that is you, Father, I, come in, I just come in agreement with them today. As a church congregation, God, faith believing that you are going to do something mighty in their life, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as we start this year in January 2023, God, that there is a forward motion. Lord, that there is a, a momentum by your spirit that you are taking over their life in their need or what they're believing, God, in faith. And I pray in Jesus' name that you just begin to move those mountains in Jesus' name. Father, and I pray, Lord, that you begin, God, just to do what only you can do. You're the miracle worker. You're the miracle worker, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for every, every person in this room, that they will see your hand, that they will see your miracle, that they will see you in the most marvelous ways in 2023. Your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Abel. Wow, we're so excited to have our missionaries here from WGO. You know, the church has determined to partner with WGO. But have you personally determined that you'll be a part of what's happening in Honduras? Today you have that opportunity. So there's an opportunity for you to give online. You can do that throughout the week. I encourage you to make a decision today. Typically when you hear something and, and you feel like the Lord's speaking to you, like today even when Abel asked us to consider that one thing that God wants to do in our life this year, something that you want to believe him for, you need to take action within about 14 hours or you just forget about it. There's things coming at us all the time. So if you would like to uh, partner with WGO by uh, giving today, there's an opportunity for you to give in person. You can take that envelope out of the seat in front of you and just make a notification that you want to give to WGO and the mission going on there. You can also give online when you um, return to your homes, however you determine to give. Ask the Lord about what he wants you to do this year. You know, he could... He could drop a number in your heart like give $1,000. If you shrink back from that, you're, you're not, it, it's too quick. So $1,000 might be too much today, but what if it's over a 12-month period? Could you do that? What if it's over a two-year period? Don't shrink back from what the Lord's asking you to do. You know, this church is a mission church, and we give not only to Honduras through the efforts at WGO, but we give to a number of missionaries. So on any given Sunday, you can make a note on your envelope, or you can give through our, our website, and you'll see a place there where it says missions. You can always make a note and specify toward WGO throughout the year. So make sure that you ask the Lord what he would have you do. If you're here today and you went to w, WGO on that mission trip, there was 11 of us four years ago. Raise your hand. Why don't you stand? Stand up if you're one of those that went. Was that not life-changing? We have some, yeah, some in the back that, are, that, are, that went as well. If you went and your life was changed like mine was, then um, you want to consider going back 
again this year. So think about that. Um, we had people of all ages. I think the oldest person that went was maybe 63. But um, <clears throat> anybody that wants to go, you think about it, we'll be having uh, information coming forward on that and how you can get involved today or in the year ahead. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I, I love that, that idea, but I don't feel called to go, there will be opportunity for you to support um, the, those that do determine to go on the uh, mission trip this year. So think about that. All across the board, I do know this. The Lord wants us involved as a church. So we want to say yes to that and jump in. If you're a first-time guest with us or you've been here a couple times but you've not filled out the connection card in front of you, would you do that? Would you take that out? Or maybe you have a prayer need. If you have a prayer need, if you'll just take that card out and you can place it in uh, the offering plate where the ushers are standing on your way out. We want to connect with you if you are a first-time guest and let you know that on Sunday, February 5th, there will be connection lunch following the morning service. Some of you have been involved in our uh, connection classes before, where you just find out more about the vision of the church, um, the doctrine of the church. It's important that you know what a church believes before you connect with them. So if you would like to connect in a deeper way and find out the vision and mission of the church and how you can volunteer and be involved, we want you involved in the church. And there's a number of ways that you can get involved. So mark that on your calendar and also pick up a note. Um, there's a, the written information. It's back there at the um, connection table, and you can just take that home and um, do the, follow the process to RSVP for that connection lunch coming up. Valentine's Day is coming up. If you're a gal, Galentine's Day is coming up for us on February 11th. There's also information there at the connection table for you so that you can be a part of that women's event that's coming up. You know, whenever that video um, began to roll today, did you get a little nervous when it crackled? Yeah, I did. I did. I got a little nervous. And then, so if that was you, um, we're selling t-shirts at the back. And all the proceeds, what are you laughing at? All the proceeds go to the AV department. I'm not done yet. So you could purchase one of those chapel shirts because we're going to have a t-shirt day in February. John and I already bought ours, right, right, baby? We already bought ours. So we're going to be wearing ours in February. You in? What about during the worship service when something just, something happened? I don't remember what the glitch was. If you saw that and you were like, ah, you may even want to volunteer to be part of our AV team. It's growing. Our AV team is growing. And you know what they're doing? We've got some experts back there, and they're like, we need this, 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 and this for things to run smoothly. And so what they've done is they've purchased um, T-shirts, and guess what? They're all paid for. All the proceeds go directly to the AD, AV department. And so there's some things that we need to do to update. Would you please be a part of that? Those T-shirts, I believe, cost $20, but you may want to purchase one. Doesn't really matter. You may want to purchase one for $200. Why? Because all the proceeds go to the AV department, and we are part of a church. Would you please determine that in 2023 you are going to lock arms with us here at the chapel and be a part of not just, we love it that you attend. Mainly I come because I want to hear the word and I want my life to be changed. That's number one. That should be number one for you. After that, I want to lock arms with people who have a kingdom mentality and they want to impact the world. So for that reason, I want you just to think about, Lord, what do you want to do differently 
than what you've been doing in my life in connection to this church in 2023. Thank you, Abel, for that word. I know that if you're here today, you have at least one thing that you're believing God to do in the year ahead for you, and you wrote it down in your device because you dare not forget that. And then you're going to begin to gather information about what the Lord's telling you about that one thing and watch it come to pass. I close with this, and then I'll, I'll have you stand and we'll dismiss. You know, early in the year, John and I always take time, and we do our, our time of fasting and prayer, and we'll talk to each other after a couple days and say, well, what did the Lord speak to you specifically? We like to first talk to the Lord and then come together. What's he saying to you about the year ahead and that kind of thing? And so I had a couple of things written down, and here's what the Lord spoke to me. It kind of blew my socks off. And that is, Gwen, I'm going to do that thing. There was a couple of things on my list Gwen, I'm going to do that thing before June. Isn't that exciting when that happens? When he says a yes to what it is you're believing for. I want to say to you today, whatever it is you're believing for, he says yes. Would you stand with me? Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to come and gather with other believers. Lord, we're on this journey together, and we know, Lord, that you've called us. You have called each one under the sound of my voice today. You have a plan and a purpose for their life. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you're always speaking, that you're going to continue to affirm and confirm that word that you've placed in our heart for today, what you have ahead for us. And, Lord, we say yes to you. And, Lord, we will take those action steps. Do the next thing, as we heard today from your word. And we will see it fulfilled in our life, and we thank you for it. Amen. Have a great day.